0: Grateful today to be in the house of the Lord with you all. Um, we've been speaking for a couple of weeks now about this idea of a foundation yes, that has been laid for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What's important about this foundation is that it is precious. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that it is a precious foundation. What is also appa- apparent about this is that it was designed specifically to save us. And I'm going to go back into Second Peter chapter two, if I can. Yes, sir if i can go back in there and kind of dive into that scripture once again i'd love to read that to you in fact first peter chapter 2 excuse me and read that again thank you lord jesus wherefore laying aside all malice thank you lord jesus and all guile thank you lord yes, sir. and hypocrisies and envies yes, sir. and evil speaking notice before i even get into this do you notice how he starts this chapter he doesn't even start it with, I need you to change your behaviours, that's not what he actually says. Look at what everything is, malice, guile, hypocrisies, and envies and evil speaking. These aren't so much actions, these are attitudes, like the first thing he asks you to do is he doesn't ask you to stop fornication? Doesn't ask you to stop adultery? Doesn't ask you to stop stealing? Those are things that you're doing. Those are actions. He's asking you to get your mindset right. Like, 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 don't even. I ain't even asking you to kick a habit yet. I'm not asking you to give something up yet. I'm asking you to get your head right. Get your approach right, get your, your your focus correct. Sometimes I think we start too much with the, you need to get this out of your life. No, you need to quit some things in your head. Like some of your mindsets are inappropriate to somebody who wants to live the right way. We have to get our attitude right before we get our actions right. It's attitude first, then action. The Lord is asking you to get a few things right with the way you're doing things thank you Lord Jesus wherefore laying aside all malice trying to put away this malice trying to put away this this problems with my mind away thank you Lord I'm trying to figure out wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes Desire sincere, the sincere milk of God That ye may grow thereby So your attitude is to get rid of all these attitudes that are there And to kind of do a reversion I want you to assume for a second that you don't know everything I want you to assume for a second That all the acquired knowledge you have really isn't it Like I need you to reset and take a step back and I need you to absorb this the way babies absorb food. They don't look at it and say, hey, you know what, which, which store did you get this from? You know I don't eat from anything other than Kroger's. I, I, don't eat the, I don't eat Aldi brand. It's not concerned with that. The baby's concerned that I am getting nourishment for me. And what, Paul is, what Peter's asking you to do is to reset and think like you're a babe. Like I'm giving you stuff, you don't know it's good, but it's good. Like you, your taste buds may be refined right now, but I'm asking you to reset and just accept what I'm, what I'm giving you and that it's good for you. Verse 3, if so be ye, ye have tasted the Lord is gracious. If this is the case, then you know the Lord is gracious because some of you started with verse 1 all up all over you. The Lord is in fact gracious because we know that if if he wasn't gracious, you would never have got past verse 1. You would have been stuck in what verse 1 means, and you would have never got to the sincere milk. So grace had to get you to the point where you were ready to receive verse 4. Grace was an essential component to make sure that you were actually getting the help you need because you didn't know how to make the first step. Alright, verse 4. This is where I need to go. This is where we're going to be centered for a few moments here. He says, to whom all coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Chosen of God. This, This Jesus... This is Peter talking about Jesus here. I need you to get that in your head right now. Peter, this is about maybe 20, 25 years, roughly. We don't really know, but roughly 20, 25 years after the death of Jesus. This is Peter now as a veteran in the gospel. Peter now isn't the Peter we knew before. And it's important we sometimes remember who he was, but this is who he is now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is the man, Peter, we now have before us. And it's amazing to me that... um, If we were to judge ourselves by the way we were, like the people we were before, we would no way uh, be able to understand who we are today. Like it's almost like two different people. The Peter I remember, the Peter we are most acquainted with frankly, was the one who was a fisherman on his father's boat right we don't know the education of Peter we don't know necessarily much of the background we obviously know he could read and write but what we don't know is what we do know about Peter is that his attitude he probably wasn't the one we would pick the reason why I bring that up it's important to understand that um, the rock the foundation isn't the one that people would pick and the building materials that Jesus is using to build this spiritual house also isn't the materials that people would choose. It's important to us to understand that his glory comes when he picks the worst situation and makes it good. Like it's our glory if somebody with all the talent gets all the things that they want. That's our glory. But he gets glory when he picks the worst, what looks like the worst person for the job, but they still get it done. So look at what he says in verse 4 To whom coming as unto a living stone Disallowed indeed of men but chosen of God and precious Peter's using the metaphor of a building and the foundation is important on the building and he's saying if we're going to build this spiritual house then we're going to build a house based on a foundation that is sure and that foundation needs to be chosen by God not by us because we will mess up and choose the wrong foundation and it needs to be a precious foundation. It needs to be something that you can't find just any and anywhere. It needs to be some kind of rarity to this foundation. He's telling you here that there's something about this foundation that is distinct to other foundations. You can't just happen on a foundation like this. When something, the reason why jewels are so precious is because they're difficult to find and difficult to handle. That's usually why we kind of think of diamonds as being precious, because we have to do a whole bunch of digging before we find even a good little bit of diamond. The whole point is that they're they're so precious because they are rare to find. The foundation of the Lord is precious because we can't get another one like this. Like it's worth all that it's worth because we can't find anything like this anywhere else. It's rare, (laughs) it's a one of a kind you know how they do for for these old cars these old cars, if you can find an old 1962 Buick, I'm not making this up Cadillac 1961 you know that in pristine condition you can almost name your price because you can't find them everywhere, why is Jesus why is this foundation precious because he only sent one son, his only begotten son, as a price to pay for my sin look if you don't get it with this foundation you won't get it with a foundation Uh, this foundation is precious this foundation is rare this foundation is difficult to find because he's the only one who could do what we need this precious foundation this rare foundation look if we were to start again we would be first of all not picking something that was chosen by god second of all it would be everyday foundation we would be building on Sometimes I think we think that the things we have around us have been here forever. Truth is, everything you see around you has about a 500 year life. There's very few things that are actually still standing that have been around longer than 500 years. But this foundation, the scripture says, worthy is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. This is what we know about this foundation. It is eternal, it is precious, and it is chosen of God let me come let me keep going verse 5 because verse 5 is really where i wanted to center the the, the attention today ye also and that's really what the whole of my left of my message is ye also you also i need you to stay this with me and i'll repeat it You you also you also you also, why am I getting you to repeat this because he's built up this whole verses 1 2 and 3 and 4 to get us to verse 5 He's not doing this alone. He's not building a spiritual house alone He's just doing the foundation of this house That's it When he decides to do the walls the scripture says ye also you You're part of this <laughs> So, so when I say to you that, uh, don't be offended when I say to you, you're not necessarily the first choice. What do I mean by that? You aren't the one that everybody else is going to be teaching. What I mean is everybody, if everybody rejected the foundation, the likelihood is that they're going to reject what is built on the foundation. Like that's not the, if I'm not going to pick the foundation, why would I pick the bricks? like it doesn't make sense but the scripture's telling you that he's picking you to be built on him the thing that everybody's rejecting the truth is we're built a little bit different (laughs) you've heard that term that the kids are saying these days it's built different I'm built for this I'm not built for that world but I'm built for this kingdom (laughs) I'm not built for them I'm built for him. Let's, if we were to look at scripture, like I really mean really dive into it, we start to see that he's picking things that seem wholly inappropriate for the job all the time. Because the fact is, if we look with our natural eyes, it doesn't look like the thing we think it should. There's this old, this old parable, this old fable, where they talk about this... Several people who are blindfolded or blind, depending on which particular tale you, you read, and they're all trying to figure out what this creature is there, what this thing is there touching. It's actually an elephant. There's a huge elephant, and each of these people who have been blinded or are blind are touching on this elephant in various ways. One person who's touching the legs says, This is going to be a pillar, right? Big. Elephant, he's blinded, he can't see what it is So he's touching Oh, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a pillar of a building but That's what I'm touching Another guy who's blind, he's touching the tail As far as he's concerned, it must be a rope Oh, wait a minute, it's not a rope, it's a brush I'm feeling the t- tail at the end It's a brush, something we sweep the floors with Another person is touching the side of it And he says, oh, this is a wall Everybody, because they are blind Have a certain interpretation of the thing That they are looking at and they've all come to the wrong conclusion because they don't have access to all their senses. So when people look at the foundation which is Jesus, they don't see a a foundation they can build on because they're using the wrong senses. They're using their eyes when they should have been using their faith. It's difficult for you to see what's going on because you are looking with the wrong eyes. It's difficult to recognize him as something to build on because you've been taught that that unless you've got money, then you don't have status. Unless you're good-looking, then you're not the right one. Unless you're tall, you're not this. Right? So we've been taught a bunch of signals that this is what success looks like, and Jesus is throwing all that out the window. (laughs) So, So how is the Lord looking at this situation? Let's look through Scripture. Let's look at Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah. Now, let's look at what it was actually designed to be. I'm going to talk about the story real quick. Abraham and Sarah, he selects, he wants a people for himself, right? That's what the whole story goes. I won't dive into the scripture. He wants a people for himself. So what does he go and do? He goes and selects Abraham and Sarah, two people who are already old, two people who can't have kids, and says to them, says to those two, I'm gonna make a nation out of you. We might not look like much, but I'm telling you he's making something out of us. Trust me, if they don't recognize a good foundation, they won't recognize good walls. If they don't recognize a good foundation, they'll overlook you because they can't recognize what God wants to do with you in the first place. Don't expect them to be enamored by you don't expect them to see what God sees in you thank you Lord Jesus he's seeing different because we're built different he's built different we're building on him thank you Lord Jesus thank you that's just one example we can keep, we can keep going for days with this when the when, when first king of Israel was selected Saul Saul was the first king of Israel the first king of Israel and, and the scripture tells us that the people chose him What were they looking for? They were looking for tall. They were looking for good-looking. The scripture tells you. They they said Saul was a handsome guy. He looked good. He was a fighter. Pick him. He's the one who wants, we want to be king. Meanwhile, the Lord is looking in a shepherd, in a bunch of sheep. One guy sitting there looking after sheep faithfully. We see Saul we see Saul and think that's the selection God would make the truth is he's looking for a David you think God is looking for the best of us you think God is looking for the singers and the the people who dance in the spirit like no one else and God's looking for the people in the sheep looking after sheep with faithful hearts nobody picks David (laughs) Even when Samuel went, Samuel did. Samuel's a prophet, like a prophet's prophet. Samuel was hearing from God, but when he saw the sons of Jesse, he thought, Yeah, that one looks good. That one looks good. And but yet the Lord said to him, No, none of them. <laughs> They were so convinced it must be one of them that they didn't even think about David. That's us. We're not even being thought about. But God is selecting us. God is selecting us. Different foundation, different people. We are just a peculiar, as the scripture says, peculiar people. As soon as he sees David, he still is not getting it. But the Lord lets him see, he's the one. <laughs> That's what's happening with the foundation. You are wondering why people don't get it when you speak to them? Because they don't see the foundation, they're blind. And they're saying, oh, this is just a nice wall. Oh, this is nice, this is a nice pillar. Oh, this is a rope. No, this is the stone that the builders rejected. This is precious. They're looking at the foundation saying it doesn't look like anything. They're looking at us saying we don't look like anything. And I'm no longer discouraged. Because <laughs> if you don't recognize a precious stone, how are you supposed to recognize me? <laughs> Hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So God is selecting out a nation. God is selecting out a peculiar people. God is selecting out the things that we wouldn't ordinarily select. I'm here to tell you what man rejects. God is selecting that very rejection. Gosh, we haven't even got to Jesus and his birth yet. We haven't even got to his birth. If I was being born as a king into this world, you trust me. I would be born who? Oh, not in a manger. Major, no way, don't look for me there. I wanna be in a gold, golden palace where everything is made of gold. I don't want nothing touching my skin that's not silk till at least 12 years old. I don't want to walk on anything but rose petals. I want all that. But what does he do with his only begotten son? The only one he has put forward as being himself in the flesh. He puts him in a manger He doesn't even make his father important The scripture says that he's a carpenter's son <laughs> Wow! This man who would carve wood is who I'm going to send my son to, into the house of a carver of wood We're built different, it don't look like everything else It doesn't look like things that would win, but the Lord is winning with us glory to God Jesus was gosh all the things that we would want to be but he was still in the form of a servant that's what I mean when I say this is rejected of men but it's selected by God gosh it doesn't look like much to look at because you're looking with the wrong eyes but we are precious because we are built on something precious thank you Lord Jesus I don't know if you've ever seen a good painting They don't even like to change the frame on a good painting. (laughs) Because it's connected to the precious thing. I'm not not suggesting to you for a second that there's anything special about me. That's not the one I want you to get away with. I want you to get away with the fact that we're connected to the precious one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know if any of you have seen... (laughs) Um, In in Ohio, there's a a building, it's called the Ohio Museum, uh, the Ohio Historical Museum. I just saw my wife this morning, I was fascinated by it. It's a strange building, it's very strange. It's built, it's off of I-71. If you go down I-71, you'll see this building. It's a strange building, I say it's strange because the foundation don't look right. The building is above, it's like you've got the foundation here and the whole of the building is spread out on either side. It's like, what, where is, what is holding this side up? What? The truth is it's a cantilever design and they have pins going out and there's very few buildings on the earth built like this. (laughs) Because it's a difficult design to get right. And if it goes wrong, obviously the foundation, that's everything, right? Some foundations don't look right. (laughs) but they're still good foundations. Like that building's been there for 50 years. Solid, rock solid, not going anywhere. <laughs> Glory to, don't you worry about what the foundation looked like? Don't you worry that you can't repeat the foundation? That's built, that's taken care of. <laughs> We've just got to build on top of it. Hallelujah, people are rejecting who Jesus is from the beginning thank you not understanding him not seeing him not realizing in the full potential of who he is but we build on him because he's precious thank you Lord Jesus and then there's Peter <laughs> then there's people, there's examples throughout Scripture we could go to Paul the Apostle we can go there's so many people we wouldn't pick but the Lord's picking them because they they sit better in a foundation that he's building <laughs> so Peter Fisherman. <laughs> what do we know about Peter? He's a fisherman. We also know that not only does he have these fantastic moments of revelation, but he longs, likes to rebuke people. Then he rebukes Jesus. Jesus tells him, he has this moment of thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. This Holy Spirit, the scripture tells us that Jesus telling him the Holy Spirit showed you that. The Holy Spirit showed you that and Jesus told him what it would mean for him to be the Christ, the Son of the living God. He went on to say, I've got to suffer a while. Peter didn't understand. He was just like those blind men touching on the elephant. He got one piece of it but didn't understand what it meant. The whole thing meant. And he starts to rebuke Jesus. Look, look. It sounds as bad as it is. He starts to rebuke jesus he starts to go at jesus saying no not so and jesus had to say get thee behind me satan just a second ago (laughs) this same peter was the one who when the um servants came to take jesus cut off his hair this is the same peter that when he was asked aren't you one of those with jesus cursed them out from the top to the bottom And told them I am not that one that's the same Peter who also is writing this very scripture he was precious the whole time he didn't just become precious when he wrote this Peter was precious when he was cursing out Jesus hallelujah Jesus was precious Peter was precious when he was back then The Lord saw something in him that none of us would see. He saw that precious thing in him because he is the living rock. And he knew that upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, this truth. And he says to Peter, I'm going to build my rock on this truth that you're saying. But that was the same Peter who was cursing out people. It was the same Peter who had violent tendencies. I'm here to tell you that sometimes the precious things don't look like the precious things the first time you see them But I'm asking you to with patience wait for their revelation as being precious I'm asking you to with faith believe that that can be better than it is today If Jesus had just looked at what Peter was on that moment I can only imagine that when Jesus saw Peter on his father's boat and I asked him to put the boat out so I can use this for a little bit I'm imagining that he knew this scripture was coming out of this man like I know what's in him today but I know what's coming tomorrow oh glory to God we've got to start looking at people around us not as what they are today but what they will be like if I give them a little bit of Patience that I give them a little bit of this word and we give them a little bit of this Holy Spirit (coughs) They can be so much more than they are today Thank You Lord Jesus Let's keep reading this out and I'm gonna let you go Thank You Lord Jesus First five ye also ye also you also you, you 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 also as Lively stones are built up a spiritual house. You're going to be part of this building too. And holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ look how it's going to be acceptable by Jesus Christ like if you are worried about how you are right now the Lord's gonna make up the difference like he's gonna make it acceptable that's his job to make what we have acceptable to him verse 6 wherefore also it is contained in scripture behold I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious. Look who it's precious to. (laughs) But unto them which be disobedient, the same, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. The stone that no one else could figure out what to do with. The f- no that's, everybody said, nah, that thing ain't even straight. That isn't even plumb. That's not even ready to be built on. We have to do too much work to that to be built on. The same one that everybody thought to that was, is the one that the Lord is selecting. And because he has put his love in our hearts, we are selecting him. And because we are being selected, he's building with us also. And as we mentioned last week, he is designing us to be the salvation, the tabernacle in the earth because we're gonna have the Holy Spirit in us gonna ask the Lord to just bless us and to bless this word I'm asking you all this week to pray for each other pray for those who you you know you even if those ones that you think are a bit too tough and not quite getting it I'm asking you with patience to go after them in prayer this week I believe sincerely I do believe sincerely that prayer changes things (laughs) and those things that are rejected today by men have been accepted by God the whole time we just don't know we can't see we we are half blind ourselves right we're only precious because he said and we're only seeing because if he allows us to see let's assume for a second that he died for the sins of the whole world which was confirmed in scripture with that in mind Let us think about those who need to draw close and let's pray them into this moment in the name of the Lord Jesus. May the Lord have a blessing to this word. Thank you, Lord Jesus.